What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Guys, that song? Is that who I'm calling? I don't know who I'm calling. I'm calling the boys, that's what I know. I know I'm calling the boys. I was told to call the boys. See if they pick the horn up. Gentlemen, uh, this is James Lowe calling you for your radio interview. How are you? Good. How's it going, James? Pretty good, actually. How are you guys? Let me uh, grab Dan Perkins and IQ Rizzoli. We're going to bring them into the mix here and uh, get them on the line with us. And uh, thanks for joining us here on iHeartRadio and AMFM247.com. And uh, we will bring in Dan Perkins and IQ Rizzoli to our mix gear here on our uh, big program. Thanks for joining us. You can join us each and every week on AMFM247.com. Also, Talk America Live. And I believe we've got Dan Perkins and IQ Rizzoli. Can you guys hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear us? Perfect. I've got you. And we've got our guests with us this week. This is going to be an interesting uh an interesting program today. We have um, hilarious media personalities and YouTube stars. They are with us. Um, Art Kulik and Ashton Bingham. They headline Trilogy Media, where they seek out scammers, shams, double dealers, and they waste their time using hilarious word games, improv, and nonsense with plenty of curse words and vodka drinking to go around. Their mission is to call out the BS, entertain the masses, and continue living the dream in sunny Southern California. Now, Art and Ashton, tell us a little bit about some of the different things that you do to these robocallers and some of these folks that uh, that that have been calling up during the uh, the the political season. Well, it is you know it's our mission to uh, waste as much scammer time as possible so they can scam less people. Unfortunately, it's becoming so common now, and the scams are just doubling and tripling and the millions of dollars that they're taking and the ways that they're trying to do it are getting more and more sophisticated. But it is our job to seek out as many scams as we can, waste their time so they scam less people, and raise awareness about what the uh, scams actually are so people know what to look for, know what the triggers are, and all at the same time try to do it in a hilarious way, entertaining not only ourselves but apparently all the people that are seeming to follow us now, which is such an amazing gift and uh, allowing us to keep doing this on a bigger bigger scale every single day. Now, Dan... Uh you know, we we deal with these robocalls and everything. Uh, I know that you and I, I know IQ doesn't because nobody has IQ's phone number. But uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, Dan and I and a lot of our listening audience deal with this. Um, what, what, what do you make of the fact that these guys are basically going out and trying to waste as much time of these uh, these people as possible? Well, they probably have done a lot of interviews since last Wednesday. But they were on Roy Scheider's show, which I'm uh, a guest host on a, re- on a weekly basis. So I met these gentlemen last week and had, had a great time. Uh, I love their story. And, um, uh, yes, there's no question. I, I had a, a call today from a mortgage company that wanted to loan me money. And I said, you know, you call here every freaking day. And I say, <laughs> stop calling. And you know what they said? <laughs> Well, until we give you a proposal, we're never going to stop calling. <laughs> so I, I have I have a question for these two gentlemen. In in uh, in your earlier comment with Jim, you said you try and keep the scammers on the phone as long as possible, and uh, and that could be easier, could be hard. Um, I usually want to get off as fast as I can. But I, I did come up with an idea since I heard you last week on, on Roy's show, uh, but I wanted to ask you. So I get a call from the mortgage company, or I get a call from uh, somebody wants to sell me uh, bitcoins or whatever, <laughs> and um, I'm thinking about asking this question. And the question is, 
I would love to talk to you, but what is your service fee? And they're going to say, well, what do you mean service fee? Well, what are you going to pay me for the opportunity to try and service me? <laughs> and exactly. I want, I, here's what I want. I, I, I could be looking at, for the mortgage company, I could be looking at a three or $400,000 mortgage on one house and 650000 on another house that I own. So I could be looking over a million dollars. How about you send me $500 in a cashier's check, and I'll consider filling out an application. <laughs> and, and every time you call me, if you, don't, if you don't send me money, the price is going to go up $100 a call. And then if you don't pay... I'll take you to small claims court and file a claim against you for non-payment. You probably get to hang up on you before that happens. But will they call back again? <laughs> well, I guess you'd have to see. I, I would hope not, but maybe it'd make for a funny video. Okay, because you know, if you, I, I, I've been in the. I, I said last week I've been in the financial business for almost forty-five years, and when I was a young broker, and it still happens, even doesn't happen as often, but I get an email that says. I am a retired Army sergeant stationed in Afghanistan, and I came across $200 million in U.S. currency, and I'd like to, you to, your help to get it out of the country. You ever run that scam? Have you ever heard of that scam? Those are going around often now, especially via email, which is something that we just recently started tapping into also um, because, yeah, go ahead. No, we, we actually, it's so funny, we have, um, uh, we're answering these spam emails, right? We open a new show, and one of the shows, right, on our channel. And recently, it was an email from uh, First Lady, right, like Melania Trump, and she was like, hey, uh, I have $5 million uh, dollars that I want to give it away. So, but you have to send me exactly like a cashier check or whatever. So, it's just funny how it works. <laughs> So do you have a, I know you said last week uh, it's billions of dollars in telephone scam. Have you not been in the in the email scam long enough to try and assess how much money is taken that way? It, it's, hard, it's hard to quantify just because there are so many millions of emails that go out every single day. It, from, from what I can see from my perspective, the email scam is, is significantly less believable uh, considering, you know, when you, you sift through these spam emails, there are so many you clearly tell it to someone who doesn't speak English as their first language. You know, there's a lot of grammar mistakes, and it just yeah. it seems to me, it seems to me the phone scam has a, a much higher level of turnover. I would think just because you got someone on the phone and and instilling fear in you that way. But, no personal, yeah. Uh, but you know, it who knows? They're still going around, so clearly somebody's making money. So what, one of the things that I have noticed, uh, and I agree with you, in a lot of these emails, they can't spell, they don't understand the language, they use the wrong words. But what's really scary to me, and, and I, I catch myself, I get an email from Bank of America, and it has the Bank of America logo. It has the whole the homepage that I get with the homepage when I log on, and it looks exactly like it's a clone. It's probably an instant, instant, um, instant photo or screenshot of, of a... Um, Bank of America website, and they're asking you, saying that there's a security problem. Would you please enter your, verify your your account by putting in your password and your ID? Have you seen those in emails? Yes, yeah, those are, uh, those are the scary ones that actually look like. Are, yeah, those are, those are real really scary. You got to be really careful. And so you know, we always recommend to people if you're not sure, you know, if you're not sure if it's legit or not, just close the email out and go to bankofamerica.com and log in that way. Don't click any links or any right. buttons in the email that say, please enter it here or please go here and complete your profile. Right. They're, they're getting more, more sophisticated and looking a lot more like a real deal, and it's terrifying. Well, well, I've, I've, I'm sorry. I've seen it from Bank of America. I don't have accounts at PNC Bank, but they say I do. I don't have any banks at City Citibank, but they say I do. Um and and it it really is uh, frightening. And I, I know you made the point last week in the show that uh, seniors are the most vulnerable, especially to the IRS scam. Take a moment and tell uh, IQ and 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 
Jim, about the the IRS scam. Yeah, that one is yeah, the IRS scam. Is from what I can see, it seems to be one of the most common, and it's actually how we got involved into this whole thing to begin with. Because I myself was getting all these IRS calls. Uh, basically, you get a robocall, like it's some computer-automated voicemail saying there's an allegation against your name, there's a arrest warrant out, and you owe money to the IRS, call us back to rectify it. And so you call back the number, and you get someone on the phone that sounds official and, you know, usually has an accent, but they have a very strict script that they stick to that can be quite convincing, especially for an elderly person or someone that doesn't really know the fact that the IRS will never call you. They might not, or an immigrant maybe that doesn't know how the government here works as well as some other some others might. So they basically scare you into paying them a fraction of your tax debt to close out your arrest warrant and use uh, as much fear mongering as they can to get you to go to Target or Walmart or wherever the, the gift card is that they want you to buy, which is ridiculous, But and, the, and they get you that way. So And it's terrifying on another level because usually when they call you, they already have a lot of information about you. They already know your name. They already know your phone number, your address, sometimes their social security number. So it's uh, it's getting more and more sophisticated, and it's and it's quite scary. We have uh, we have an ex scammer who used to work for fake IRS. Um, we have him right now as a friend, and he told us a lot. He said, "Guys, you won't believe that my boss will train people here in India. Those people are gonna fly to New York, fly to United States. Any they will start working for um, uh, any companies, you know, AT and T or T Mobile or whatever." They will start collecting information about American citizens, and they will re-forward this information about us back to India, and then call, calling centers going to start closing us as a, you know, like they will start uh, scamming us. So it's a huge industry. It's unbelievable how, how well they train and how much they know about us. It's frightening, to be honest with you. Can I go, I want to go back to the IRS scam because I, I – I just think that that's 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 really playing on an inherent fear that we all have. If the IRS sends us a letter or calls us, that you know we're 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 ready to change our underwear. Um, but but in, but did I hear you say that they want you to go to Walmart and buy a gift card? Yeah, that's kind of a crux of their operation, and and I don't really I'm not as familiar with their the technical issues that they have on their end, but they're clearly not able or unwilling to take a regular debit or credit card payment. That's probably because it's trackable. So what they have you do is they convince you that you have to go to some kind of government-affiliated store, which in their words, CVS or Walgreens or whatever, they have you buy a payment voucher, in their words, which is really just a gift card. So they have you put the you know, 500 or or $1,000 or $2,000 on a gift card, and then they ask you to read them the number on the gift card, which will then inherently remove your arrest warrant. But all that that does is give them access to the gift card, and before you can blink, they've already stripped the money off of it, and uh, you'll never hear from them again. And then you just lost $2,000 or whatever you paid for that gift card, and it's totally untrackable. I'm I, 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 I just aghast that people... Um, I mean, what? Give me the profile of the person who bites on that scam. Tell me, tell us, tell Jim's audience, and Jim and IQ, who is that person? Who is the person, the typical person that reacts to that scam? Who are they? It sounds to me like probably elderly, probably someone that is never on social media, probably someone that does not know how to use a computer, isn't from the computer generation, doesn't know technology as well. Uh, maybe somebody that is kind of used to having someone else file their taxes for them, so they're not really in tune to the process. Mm-hmm. I can see how someone could be scared into thinking that, yeah, maybe something was messed up, maybe they, something was overlooked, maybe there is an arrest warrant on a notice that they never got or changed their address, who knows. But it seems to me that it would be somebody that's kind of out of tune with today's technology and today's social media trends and gets a scary phone call one day that makes them think that they're going to be arrested and never see their grandchildren again. I could see how that would spark someone to do something irrational. Yeah, you know we Go ahead. I'm sorry. We went to a couple targets, couple Walgreens, and we talked to the cashiers, uh, people, right, who work on a on a cashier department, and they said, guys, we stopped so many people, especially elderly people, who already were ready to purchase those gift cards, and cashier would say, hey, it's a scam. You're like, we, why do you have so many gift cards? Why are you putting so much money on a gift card? And actually cashier people by the experience because they know that's a scam 
and they will warn people not to buy and, you know, like go and, you know, like um, go to official or double check. So it's, it's unbelievable how elderly people believe in all these scams. And I think to answer your question, elderly people is going to be number one, uh, number one uh, age category, age range for getting scammed in the United States of America. So I, I have two more two more quick questions, and then one of them will be for IQ, for IQ to come in. IQ is from overseas. Um, so uh, this has been going on a long time, and and if you can't answer it, that's okay. But it, it, it just give me an idea. Why is it that the CVSs, the Walgreens, the Dwayne Reeds, the Rite Aids, why are they not addressing this issue more publicly to their for their customers? Why, why have they have why have not they stepped up to uh, warn people about the problem? That's a great question. That's a very great question. Great question. I, you know, I, I, I'm no, uh, you know, store owner or corporate manager to be able to know how to erect policy that would that would do that. But, uh, you know, I, you know, they do sell normal gift cards too to, to to people that maybe just want them for holidays, especially now the holidays around and, you know, there's a lot of gift cards being purchased anyway. So I guess it would be kind of hard to to you know, make an assumption as to who's doing what right. or or, right. or, or and, and still some kind of. But you said to people in the store. The clerks in the store can tell when somebody's being scammed because they're they're sure. doing certain. Okay, so so I'm gonna I, I I apologize. I'm gonna ask two questions because the way you answered this question, I want to ask you a question. Off the air, uh, I would like to have Jim send me your contact information because I want to I want to ask. I'm going to put you on the spot, but if I can get a hold of the security people at one of the major drugstore chains, would you be willing to talk to them about what's going on with their customers? Of course. I'll yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay, now, okay, I must promise that I, I'll, I'll be successful, but I will be tenacious. I'll be tenacious as, the, as tenacious as the scammer. So let me move on. Is this a uniquely American problem, or is it all over the world? Uh, well, you know, it, it, I, I can't say that it's only America. I do know that the CRA scam is also a big one in Canada. Um, so, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't I have figures in front of me to be able to say that it's bigger or less, but I, I certainly, you know, from the scammers that we talk to seem to favor America and seem to reference America a lot, in, in, especially when we make them angry, you know, from wasting their time. A lot of times we get scammers that go on rants and go on curse-laden, you know, Threats and, and threats and stuff. Yes, they yes. they they seem to have a particular, um, you know, malice towards America and towards Americans and, and, and the people that they're going after being having living here. You know? They even mentioned they said you Americans have so much money and you don't know where to spend those money. So we're gonna take from you because first of all, you guys very naive. They address to you know like to Americans. You guys very naive, easy to scam, easy to believe in a BS. Sorry for my language. And they said, you guys have so much money, money growing on the tree. That's basically the, uh, you know, what they think about that. So IQ, who's on the line with us, is, does not live in the United States. In fact, nobody knows where IQ lives. He's a mysterious man. He's, but, he's uh, a world traveler. He's <laughs> a world traveler. He, 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 uh, he is from the Middle East uh, originally. I don't know where he lives today. But have you heard about scams in your your travels in Europe uh, or the Middle East, IQ? Yes, but usually it comes from Nigeria. They send emails saying that one person could be a woman, could be a man's name, that they are related to such and such a king of such and such a tribe, five million dollars to be taken, blah, blah, blah. Look, anybody who asks you for your personal information on a telephone, put the phone down. I always do that. I just put the phone down. If somebody wants to have any information, they have to write it to me. If they don't write it to me, I'm not interested. Does that make sense to you? Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, it makes sense. Just hang up. I hang up, and I I spend a lot of time during the day hanging up, and I can even see him on my caller ID. Take it. Take a, How much time do we have these two fine men 
Uh, uh, actually, we can have them uh, as long as as long as they've got. Uh, how long do you guys have with us? You you guys can hang uh, for the whole hour if you want. We're 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 here to uh, okay. To help out so let me let me. <laughs> okay, tell, well go ahead, us, Dan. Tell us tell us what's developing now. What is what is the new scam that we should be concerned about? What's what's out there that's coming in a, to your phone near soon? A lot of pop-ups on computers. I would say, like, Microsoft, right? Yeah. It's, uh, support. you know, the IRS one isn't going anywhere, especially now with the holidays and, you know, April 15th is going to be rapidly approaching here. So I, I would say that one is, uh, has remained one of the biggest ones and still is. Um, but, uh, yeah, as Art said, you know, the, the tech support and uh, computer viruses, and it's kind of similar to uh, what you were saying about the emails from, you know, Bank of America, except it's not in the form of an email. It's in the form of a, uh, of a pop-up that comes up in your browser. And oftentimes those come up when you type in a website, like say you're typing in facebook.com, but you just misspell it a little bit, like you just switch the A and the C. They have these these hackers that have infiltrated those misspelled domains to redirect you to a pop-up that looks very scary, and it makes a lot of noise on your computer, and it says, you know, you have been infected with a virus, you're uh, Microsoft has been disabled. You need to call us to fix it. Basically, the same kind of thing, fear, instilling fear to get people to call the phone number. And then they char- not only do they charge you money to supposedly fix it, quote-unquote, but they uh, they take a remote access of your computer to do so, and then they steal everything. They steal your passwords. They steal your your browser history, everything. And your well, logging, your information, information. Every kind of a two-fold take there, which is, you know. So is, is would, would, would another way to say this be, Ransomware, but it's false. It's it's false. I guess you could call it that. I, I mean, I haven't heard that term uh, too much, but it, it sounds as though that that's what it is. They're basically taking. Well, there there are there are supposedly scams out. Or, so not scams. There are supposedly people out there who create malware or whatever, which literally locks up your computer, and you can't use it, and they want yep. you to pay a ransom, generally in Bitcoin not Walmart cards, in order to release your computer. And I've often wondered about that. I've, I've seen that happen, and I simply turn off the computer and it disappears. It's not locked up. It's just it's, it's a screen. So I'm, I, I'm wondering if, <clears throat> if the scammers are replicating what the real infiltrators and cybersecurity people that are getting into our computers are replicating the screen work, but they're not really replicating the software. Sounds like it. It sounds like the same business model. It's just a different approach, you know. Uh, that's the one we've encountered. I'm not an actual malware, thankfully. Uh, and they're, they're just fake pop-ups, you know, that they, they blink a lot and they make you think your computer is uh, in jeopardy, but, then, you know, you just close the pop-up and move on and nothing's going to happen, you know, more often than not. That's kind of the ones we've found. But it's the scare tactic behind it that makes them, makes they make you think that your computer is, you know, and not only make you think they're going to make you do feelingly, right? They're going to remotely take control of your computer and, uh, and whatever the story they're going to tell you, the fake story, you basically like, um, like a snake and a mouse, right? They're going to, he will hypnotize you and, uh, they're going to route you how to give them direct access to your computer. And plus, on top of that, they're going to charge you like $2.99. Sometimes, um, he said, guys, um, I can give you live warranty on your computer, but you have to give me five hundred dollars. <laughs> so it's hilarious. These how they come up, you know. So, so who who are the typical people that got, get caught in that scam? They're not the elderly, because we've already talked about them not being necessarily computer literate or even having computers. Uh, sure, but there are elderly that have computers that are not necessarily computer savvy. I would say that probably. A, n- a number one, you know, obviously people that don't have computers aren't going to fall for this, but there are a large number of people that may be up in the upper age bracket that have computers and don't really know how to use them that much. They just use them to send an email every now and then or find, you know, do local searches for businesses or whatever or keep it very minimal. So I can see that that one's almost even scarier because I'm not super tech savvy. I'm, I'm good with certain things, but I sometimes have to double have a double take at something. If I see a message or I see a pop-up or I see something like, even me not knowing a whole lot. I'm in my 20s. I know a decent amount, but not a whole lot. So I can see how someone that knows nothing about computers could immediately fall for something like this. 
Um, yeah, I definitely feel like age range for this specific scam is much wider than just only IRS because, like Ashton said, you know, we can we know how to go to Facebook, Instagrams, and whatever we can do on computer. But when there is a deeper knowledge, you don't know what's going on, and you easily can fall for these scams. So, what about the millennials? Are they falling to any scams, or are they too smart? <laughs> They're probably smart cookies. I don't know about that. <laughs> it quite, you know, it's, uh, we see new scams pop up every week in, in, in new forms, you know, especially now with, like, social media being so hack-worthy. You're constantly seeing these, these you know, these viral messages on Facebook and these, in, in these people saying that my account was hacked or don't, don't accept a second friend request from me, you know, those, those go around, so, and, and people's profiles getting taken over and stuff, so, you know, and, and that might not be a direct money exchange, but it certainly is a personal uh, information hijack. And, you know, who, who knows what else that could lead to. So if, if, if you could pick, based on what you've seen so far, if you could pick the leading countries supporting these scams, what would they be? Top uh, three, actually, three that's a great question. I can give you five countries. It's a Brazil, it's Africa, and specifically continent Nigeria. It's Pakistan and India. Those five countries, including the United States, those six countries were, and Canada, sorry, so it's actually seven countries. Canada, Brazil, uh, America, uh, Pakistan, India, what else did I miss? That's it. Yeah, uh, and, and Africa. And Africa, Nigeria. Yeah. Nigeria. Yeah. Nigeria. So those countries that were scammed, it's like, if, when you Google it, those seven, six, seven countries are going to be number five scam countries in the world. Okay, so um, it, it may be a pure oversight on your part, or it may be true. The one country that I fully expected to be on the list and top of the list wasn't on the list. China. We never, I mean... With, with the scams we encounter on our channel, we've never encountered a, chi a Chinese scam. That, that doesn't mean they're not out there. But yeah. from what Art said, you know, we, we have a, a specific kind of thing we have to focus on on our channel, especially because certain scams work differently. They don't work. They don't play very well into videos and entertainment. That's, you know, uh, we, we, we have a twofold mission on the channel, which is to entertain and to raise awareness. And, uh, you know, certain scams like over the phone work well, but we have a harder time making videos about scams that are like via email. You know, those are like India. Those, those, remember, yeah. Oh, so, not India. Uh, sorry for interrupting you. It's um, Nigeria. Yeah. Nigeria. So, you know, it, there's, there's email scams every single day. I have my spam email inbox and my computer is flooded every morning, but those don't play as well into a video because you don't have someone on the phone. Email exchanges take a while. It's like it's a little bit of a different approach from an entertainment perspective. So I'm sure there are dozens of scams that we've never even come across, and it might simply be a limitation to uh, the format in which we entertain, which is to get people on the phone as much as possible and waste their time, and that plays directly right into phone scams, which are primarily IRS and tech support. So when you came up with these six countries, what is unique about those countries that they allow that this happens? Which, which you say, before you answer that, just let me further refine it. Of those six or seven countries that you named, which is the biggest scammer? Which country? India. India. From our, from our, our experience and the scams we deal with on our channel. Yeah. India. Okay. Uh, and and why, why do you think India? What's what's well, there? They're, they're, very computer, uh, computer they're, they're a, a computer savvy bunch, you know. Yeah. They're and they're very smart people. And, very smart nation. And 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 not to, and you know you also find too that a lot of major companies outsource their customer service, their real customer service, to India. So right. some people, a lot of people, are not unfamiliar with having someone of an Indian accent on the phone for supporting you with something so that it could make sense. You know, I know I, like you, you call Amazon customer service or whatever. There's a lot of major companies that outsource uh, that. Uh, Adobe does that too, as far as I know. So I think just because they're already a, a group of people that are, that know how to talk to people on the phone and are used to being on the phone and the culture is used to having them on the phone, it kind of plays right into that expectation. Whereas we find that the email scams are almost 
primarily, as Art said, like in Africa, it's like Nigeria. Mm-hmm. We have a much harder time getting people from the email camps on the phone, even though they include their phone number in the email sometimes. Getting them on the phone or getting them to talk is a whole different animal. So why do you think they put the phone number in if they won't talk? It legitimizes the email, I think. Oh. You know, they, they, you know, hey, you can, you know, I, uh, as much as they can do to convince you that, that it's legit, you know, I, I'm, I'm stranded in whatever country and I have all this money and I need to get it somewhere, I'll give you 10% of it. If you help me, uh, if you just do this one thing for me. So, you know, for someone that might be on the fence about whether this is real, you know, the more that they can provide about themselves, I think, kind of legitimizes it. And, and, and the, the phone numbers aren't real anyway. They're just forwarded numbers. And that's the same with all the scams we deal with. They're American phone numbers, but they're not really their phone numbers. They're just forwarded. So you can call it one minute and you'll get them, and you'll call it 30 seconds later and get nothing, you know, because they can turn it off at the switch of a button. But for some reason, uh, Nigeria, they love gold. That they do a lot of scams with involving gold. Hey, I want to ship you to the United States like uh, 100 kilograms of gold, but you have to pay me a shipping fee. So sometimes when we open emails, we read emails and we're rolling on the floor because it's so stupid. But people believe in that. They're like, oh my God, somebody is sending me 100 kilograms of uh, gold. All I need to do is pay $500 shipping fee. So it's hilarious. So... Um, do you have any any data on the number of people that are scammed more than once? Um, not partic- not specifics. No, uh, just anecdotally. You know, you, you hear about stories. Uh, you know, I've read. Uh, you know, you read a lot of articles about. Uh, thankfully, there have been arrests going on lately. I'm sure that's probably just like spitting on a forest fire, but there are. Um, arrests that have been going on and certain call center raids that have been happening. So, you know, you read anecdotally you know, news stories about people that speak up and say, oh, I was scammed or my grandmother was scammed or, um, you know, I was scammed more than once. I'm sure I'm sure it's happened. We, we don't have a whole lot of stories to back that up, but, um, you know, it, it wouldn't surprise me, unfortunately, especially with how fast these things are evolving. So the, the, the amount of money you believe is in the billions? I would say over time, probably, yeah, with the number of call centers there are and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that are working in them, uh, I, I would say easily. Every, every second in the United States of America, our citizens receive 2,200 phone calls every second. That's a statistic. And do the math. How much, how many, like it's all about quantity, not quality. They use the same script. It applies on every single citizen of the United States. And how many people, like, at least they got 1% or 5% who are going to pay them? It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. That's okay, so, away. So my, my, my next question then is, on a, on a federal level, what agency of the government should be involved in are they? Uh, goodness. You're asking me a lot of great questions. Seriously, I, love I only get paid for the good ones. I never get paid for the bad ones, right, Jim? <laughs> yes, you do. Well, it, it, it's tough. Like you know, as far as the uh, the money goes, you know, I, I, in brother, which maybe the real IRS, <laughs> maybe there's something they can more actively do right. to help. Like you know, they they they're obviously aware. I don't know if they're doing enough to make, or, you know, make people aware that, that a lot of people don't know. The IRS will never call you. They'll never call you. They send you a notice, and you have to call them. And so, you know, maybe there's something that can be done maybe in the process of filing real taxes. Exactly. That can make people more aware about the process. You know, I, and that's about as much as I got on that topic. I, I can tell you this, as far as the, the threats go, and because and, there's some pretty bad people on the other side of these phones. And, and it kind of harkens back to the, the story of how this all started for us, which was one scam call It was I, that I did. I recorded it, and the guy went on this crazy terrorist rant, taking responsibility for 9-11, claiming to come to California and kill me and my family. It was insane. And, you know, when I first had that video happen, I was thinking, well, gosh, I need to give this to the FBI. This isn't even like, you know, uh, this isn't even like about money anymore. Uh, but, which, 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 you know, we did, just to be safe. And, and I, I sent it as an FBI tip, and I also called my local police department, and, and 
No response from the FBI tip, and the local police department told me, yeah, there's, there's so many of these every single day that unless there's a threat to a particular time and a particular place, there's nothing, you're out of luck. Nothing we can do, right. So, so what we have is um, a government that is allowing its citizens, especially its senior citizens, uh, to be ripped off. Um, you talked about the example early in the interview about the Walmart card or the CVS or whatever. Um, is there other scams where they ask they they want you to send money from your checking account? We haven't encountered those. Uh, they always have a reason to not do that, and, and my best guess would be for tracking. Um, we I haven't had anyone need money that way. You know they and I and you know us being us us having our goal of keeping the scammers on the phone for so long, we have the opportunity to ask a lot of questions. And I, one I ask often is, well, how do I pay for this, right? And they always go right to the gift card uh, scenario, at least in the scams that we deal with. And they always have the same script, which is, which basically says, well, your arrest warrant is is active now. If we take a charge via a credit card, it's not going to post for 48 hours. So if you want to clear your arrest warrant today, you need to pay this way, which they call it an EFTPS, an electronic federal tax payment system, which they explain is you going to Walmart and getting the gift cards, and that's their way of saying it, putting urgency on it and saying, if you want to clear your arrest warrant now, today, you have to do it this way. So you have to go, you have to hang up, go to Walmart, buy the card, and come back, and then well, they, call. The, they insist you stay on the line with them, because they, you know, uh, again, with these phone numbers changing so much, sometimes it's hard to get scammers on the phone, and there's so many scammers in the call center that you're likely to not get the same person. So they always say, stay on the line. How far are you from Target or Walmart or Rite Aid? You walk through the process, and it's our job in the videos to just pretend like we're doing so, you know, so we don't make that. Uh, well, what if I don't have a cell phone? Say again? What if I don't have a cell phone? Well, then I would, you know, I don't know. I, I would assume that they would, they'd find another way around. I'd say maybe leave me on, leave, leave the phone active and go to Walmart and come back, you know? Yeah, sometimes they said, like, uh, how far is your target or nearby Walmart? And you would say 15 minutes. He was like, okay. Uh, I'm going to call you in 25 minutes. I will call you back. Yeah, they, they, if, if they do do that, if they will propose calling you back. They won't ever have you call them back because you're never right. going to get the same person again. But from my experience, and we do all of our videos from a cell phone, so I guess it, would, it, 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 it plays into that. But I would, I would assume for someone with a landline, they would make up a reason or make up a solution to deal with that. Honestly, I have a, like, I have a little thoughts, like, especially me being immigrant. You know, I came from, uh, from Belarus, uh, from Russia. And I was absolutely surprised when me and Ashton, we start, you know, when we uh, step up with the community and we start doing this public service. I actually asked my brother, I was like, brother, why government, who knows that so much money, it's not $10, not $100, it's not thousands, it's a million and uh, billions, right? I was like, why government don't do anything? I was like, because it's obviously the scam is there. Obviously, so many claims on daily basis claimed by scamming people. And, uh, and I, till present day, I don't understand. I know our government is busy with a lot of different stuff, right? But, gosh, it should be something. It should be, like we talked before, IRS should, like, when you file taxes, should give you another information, like, hey, file taxes, and by the way, there is scam going on. Same stuff should be for... Uh, address for Walgreens, Targets, uh, all these places where people get scammed. It should be, I think it should be more information. It should be more knowledge. More people involved. Exactly. More people involved. Exactly. And that's what, that's why, you know, like we have this anthem or song. If you have a shady call in your neighborhood, who are you going to call? Scam busters. And that's who, who we are, you know, like reclaiming ourselves, you know, like serving, you know, like a society and, you know, a good purpose. But you you can't help a person who's been scammed get their money back. No, no, no. I don't think no. anybody can. Nobody can. Yeah. So one perhaps I've been thinking about this as we've been talking about it. I don't know why I didn't think about it last week, but maybe they're one of the reasons. And your 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 reason could certainly be a valid one. One of the reasons why they don't want you to send money because it's trackable, but it's also fraud. A fraud of the U U.S. federal wire system, which is a serious felony. Uh, sending, getting a gift card is a lot different than doing a wire transfer in a fraud situation. 
um, you go to jail for, for fraud, you might, uh, uh, over the federal wire system, you uh, may not necessarily go to jail if you ever get caught for, for telephone fraud and, and scamming gift cards, but, but maybe. So, um, so we have primarily Americans who are being ripped off to the tunes of millions, if not billions of dollars, tends to be elderly, tends to be less savvy, tends to be more phone-oriented than computer, although computers do come into play. And do you have a, do you have any sense of the average size of the scam in terms of money? You mean as far as their operation, like who's working it or how much money? No, how much, how much, what is the average scam amount? Uh, okay, well, IRS is usually anywhere from three to $9,000, mm-hmm. they say. Now, here's the thing. They say that you owe, let's say, $7,500, and, and they're, they're smart people. Like, they're, they listen to you, and if you tell them, okay, I'll just pay it, then they'll gladly take $7,500, but if you, you know, give them a motion and you freak out, then they will gladly come down and say, well, you don't have to pay the whole amount now. If you just want to remove the arrest warrant, you can just pay... 10% of it now, which right. to, to you on the phone, it's, you know, it's mind tricks. It doesn't, oh, 10%, that's not so bad, but it's still $750 you're being scammed. So they, they aim high and come in low. So that's, that IRS, that's what we see. Tech support is a little different. Um, usually it's a le- of less money. Between two and five. Uh, they, you know, they're basically charging you for the service. It's anywhere from, yeah, I'd say $150 to $500. But then the flip side to the tech support one is that they're also stealing your personal information out of your computer. So it's kind of a different method there. Um, but th- those are the figures as we've seen it and doing this time and time again. When you do the com- when they do the computer scam, are they representing themselves to be Microsoft? Yes. Absolutely. And are they, do, do they do an Apple scam? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, if if that's a big scam, I, I'm not trying to put you on the spot. Why are Apple and Microsoft not involved? You just have so many on-point questions today. Amazing. Yeah, and it's logically you're saying everything, you're asking the right questions, but we don't understand why Microsoft or Apple have, have so much money and such a big name on the market. I don't know why they don't protect us, right? You would be surprised. There's got to be more that they can do. I mean, the, the scam itself kind of goes around them completely. It doesn't even involve Microsoft at all. They claim to be Microsoft, but it's real. All it is is a pop-up from your browser, any browser you're using. It could be Chrome, Firefox, whatever. And so, but they have, if they get, they're getting into your system because uh, I've had that happen. I've, I have legitimately used Apple to go into my computer with me and fix things that are wrong. Uh, remote access. But if you're saying that they get remote access and that's how they go in and steal stuff. Then they they're not just a pop up. They're they're actually going into your computer and trying to fix what your problem is. But at the same time, as you said, stealing all your information. So they're they're using Apple or Microsoft operating systems to go into our computers and look around and yeah, take what they want. But, so, but they're using third party. I mean, there's there's dozens of ways to access the computer. I know that on Apple, on Apple, like I have Apple products, and there, there is a way directly through, you know, Yosemite or whatever operating system you have to actually have them connect. You can connect with other Apple users essentially using their system, but you don't have to do it that way. There's, I, could go, I could do a Google search for, you know, remote access companies, and there's I've got to find 100 of them right now. They're basically using a third party where you click into a link that they give you, and it provides you, you give them a support key, basically, and they're connecting uh, through a program that's coded and created and hacked completely around the system of Microsoft, which there's also a lot of legitimate people that use those services, like Join Me is one of them. That's a big common one for conferences and meetings and stuff that people want to uh, share their screen and, and different things like that. So um, it, it's, it's hard to pin it directly on Microsoft or Apple, even when they're not really involved other than, having the computer itself being the host of where this is all taking place. So when the computer scam comes in place, how do you pay? Well, we uh, they ask for gift cards. Like, we've never actually paid one, so thankfully I, I don't know what happens after that. Uh, but sometimes they uh, debit card or credit card, but usually, yeah, it's a gift card. Well, and you know what we're finding, too, with the tech support scams is we're finding more and more now 
that it's not always a fake Microsoft. There are actually a couple of, of, well, I hate to use the word legitimate, but there are a couple of actual tech support companies that we've found that are operating as tech support companies. They actually do provide tech support, but they have this whole other arm of them that takes in these pop-up calls. Uh, one of them is called My Phone Support, and they have a legitimate website on the Internet right now. They have a phone number you could call right now, and if you call their main line, they're going to pretend like they don't know anything about this, this phone scam or this, this, this pop-up scam. But I can't tell you how many times I have called a Microsoft pop-up, a fake pop-up, and they answer the phone, they answer the call saying, thank you for calling my phone support. How can I help you? And you walk them through the process of saying, I got this pop-up, and then they charge you for fixing it. So we're but, finding that's actually happening more and more now. Than but is, again, are they, they, they want to be paid over the Internet yes. for your bank, or so, they want to be a card? Yeah, that was, that was my roundabout way of saying that in those cases, they would take a credit or debit card from what I can see um, because it's an actual company. How they get around the, uh, the legality of that, I don't know. Um, but, you know, we, we, we find that the ones that are actually pretending to be Apple and Microsoft, they still go by the gift card method. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yep. It's absolutely. And also, there is one more scam that we deal on our channel. It's called a refund scam. A refund, yeah. yeah. And it's another phone scam. It's it would still it'd be a base for the most part, but basically it, there's no computer involved at all. They just, well, it, it, it can. It depends on what kind of refund, but, you know, basically they leave you a voicemail saying that you're owed money for a refund. Sometimes it's Microsoft. They say, oh, wait, you're Microsoft. You overpaid, so will you refund. Sometimes it's not even Microsoft. Sometimes they just say you're due a refund for, you know, whatever reason that you, you, shopped, you, you shopped at Walmart and you were in a freaking promotion of some kind. If you pay us the twelve ninety nine shipping fee will send you a hundred dollar you know refund gift card or something so it's, mm-hmm. it's it's popping up in ways that's hard to keep track of and all. they even accept bitcoins when we're when we were messing with those kind of like scams and we we're like hey how can we pay and they said guys we take anything just we have debit card credit card gift cards we can even take you bitcoin and we were like oh my god they just want to take any like anything <laughs> wow Jim, you have it. I hogged your hour. No, 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 no. This is good. IQ, what, what do you make of all this? You've been listening to all this. What do you make of all this, IQ? It's fascinating, but it's falling on Americans. Um, and they are because they are rich, believe it or not. That's exactly why they, they can't do it in Europe. Many Europeans are not as wealthy as Americans. But the. The problems in Europe are with emails, and mostly from Nigeria, as I said before. Uh, emails. And people fall for it. I don't know why people fall for it. If somebody is asking you for money, and somebody is asking you for something colossal, like hundreds of millions of dollars, and five million dollars, ten million dollars, a hundred kilos of gold, I mean, it's obscene numbers, and you're trying to share with them, why would they share with you? Nobody asks the question, so they fall for it. So, Jim, you're going to send me their contact information so I can... Uh... I already sent you that email. You should have it, my friend. Okay, so, uh, gentlemen, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to talk to uh, AARP, and we're going to talk to Microsoft and Apple and uh, some of the banks and see if we can't stir the pot a little bit. <laughs> That's awesome. Now... Seriously, you guys are amazing. That's that's how someone has to do it. I like like I said, me being immigrant, I don't understand why this issue never been addressed on a higher level level in the government level. But people like you, we can we cannot do so much. You know, we can go in public, we can go to veteran houses, we can go to uh, target uh, nursing homes and stuff like that. But something we find that we don't divide people. We fight together. We unite people because everybody hates scammers. Everybody want to unite and go against the bad guy. And uh, thank you so much, guys, that you have this willingness, you know, that you want to do that extra step. And uh, only together we can, you know, make some progress. That's, that's how I feel. Good. Thank you so much for being with us. Now, uh, how do we find you guys online and everything else? Thank you for asking. Well, uh, you can find everything. Uh, our YouTube channel is our home base. So youtube.com slash Trilogy Media. Uh, you can also just go to YouTube and search Trilogy Media. We have over 150 videos up there now, about having done this for about a year and a half now. 
and uh, we upload every single week with new new content and live streams. So yeah, home base for everything is youtube.com slash trilogy media. Now, uh, Dan, bring us up to speed on everything you're doing. Well, I'm doing interviews for you. <laughs> um, the um, um, We have a, a program that we're doing right now. Uh, I don't think I've mentioned this to you. Um, last year, we got involved with um, the two VA centers, in um, one in Tampa and one in St. Petersburg, and they are... Uh, supporters of Songs and Stories for Soldiers, and uh, we're meeting with the two director of voluntary services for each hospital, and we said, so what else do you need? And they kind of looked at each other, and they said, well, we really need shoes. And I, you know, I've been, at that time, I'd probably been to 100 centers across the country, and nobody ever said shoes. I said, what do you mean shoes? He says, well, we have 160 homeless veterans that we take care of that can come and stay in our facility for 90 days and they go out and try and find work and we help them get some clean clothes and baths and and uh, showers and uh, clean them up but um, we just can't give them shoes and so I went back to my group at my church and said we got a problem here so we formed um, Sanibel Shoes for Homeless Veterans and uh, we set as a goal 160 pairs of shoes for the veterans in the hospital. And uh, in the four weeks between Christmas and uh, Thanksgiving last year, we brought in 300 pairs of shoes and 400 pairs of socks and wow. in four weeks. And we're, we just kicked it off uh, day before yesterday, and we're going to do four more weeks, and uh, we hope to beat last year. And we've doubled the number of deposit centers uh, that we had over last year. So um, it's, it's a wonderful thing to be able to uh, help a veteran who would like to get a job but doesn't have a pair of shoes that would allow him to go in and convince an employer that he or she can do the job because they don't have the right shoes. Most of these come in with flip-flops or sandals or nothing. And so we get tennis shoes and uh, – work boots and dress shoes um, and give them to the vets so they can uh, dress up and go try and find work. And we called the veterans, two veterans hospitals about two weeks ago and said we're doing it again. And they said, you know, those went real quick. And because um, at 160 times four, uh, they're they're handling over 600. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the chumba life no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus